Hello and welcome to the Undecided Podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Natalie. And we're back on Zoom. (laughs) We sure are. (laughs) I am back in Florida where it all started with my parents because I'm too scared to go back to LA. (laughs) Which makes perfect sense. We are literally back where we started. I'm quarantined in LA. You're quarantined in Florida. (laughs) And yeah, here we are. It's looking pretty dreary. Not thought this lie. would be over by now and prayed and hoped it's crazy we're still here yeah so today's episode is going to be all about anxiety and how it affects the decisions we make and yes. i guess our lives in general because i think we're all feeling anxiety right now yeah this is definitely a time of high stress <laughs> yeah if you didn't have an anxiety before i'm pretty sure you have it now We all struggle with anxiety and usually there's like kind of a moment where you realize maybe even the first time where you realize you're anxious. I know I have like a first time like memory when I knew I had it really bad. I was actually in Florida in Miami with Alex Mm -hmm. and I had started taking birth control. I feel like I was on it for seven months at that point and it gave me the worst anxiety of my life. Like I was so scared to go to the bathroom. Like I had a fear of so going to the bathroom. Crazy. Literally. I remember I was in I was shooting in the studio with Ashley in downtown. And like there was really no reason for me to be anxious about anything. Like it was totally fine. All of a sudden I just felt this like panic, like, oh my God, did my stomach go growl? Like what if I have to go to the bathroom right now? I like, I literally can't do it. I like, I was so scared. I had all these thoughts and I just remember being like, my blood ran cold, that feeling uh-huh. where you just kind of ice up and I just started panicking for no yeah. reason. It was really weird. And then it got really bad in Miami. We went to this bar and there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't like extremely crowded. It was just kind of a lot of people. And we walked in and it was just like the, the noises, the people, I just looked at her and I was like, I have to go. Like, I need to get out of here. And I could feel like I was starting to have like an anxiety attack. And then I just remember that whole trip. I was just so scared about whether or not I would have to go to the bathroom when we were out in public. And I just did not enjoy the trip at all. Like, I was just constantly thinking about it. And then when I got home, I was just like, I have to get off birth control. Like, this is messing me up. Like, I just felt like a shell of a person on it. Like so I, weird. Yeah, it was, a, it was like I was half there. But when I went off of it, immediately after like a month, I felt so much better. But mm-hmm. I've always like had anxiety, but that was when I felt it the most and I noticed it the absolute most. Yeah. And that was like yeah. a really weird time in my life. It was like uh-huh. six months of just like nothing behind the eyes kind of. Wow. I didn't realize that birth control could do that. I do believe it though, because I have really adverse reactions to birth control too. Mm -hmm. So I can't take it. And it's different type of reactions, but still, I mean, that stuff can mess you up. It's weird because I have never considered myself to be someone that has anxiety until just recently. Wow. Because I think I have always had it. But I always thought anxiety was like this weird 
thing that nobody really, it's like ADD, like nobody yeah, really nobody has really it. Knows. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, but then I was kind of thinking about past situations in my life and I thought, oh my gosh, it's more than just being shy or nervous. Yes. Yes. It's anxiety. It's it so is. far beyond just being shy because I remember one of my earliest memories with it was when I was in second grade and I remember that we had this big assignment homework thing and I remember that I was had horrible anxiety over it and my mom was freaking out because she was like, you're a good student. What is wrong with you? And I told her, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it was so bad that she even called my teacher. And I remember my teacher talking on the phone and being like, Natalie, you can do it. You're like trying to talk me off the ledge on the phone. And I look back at that now and I think, oh my gosh, you weren't just like a nervous kid. You had anxiety. Like that was, that's what it was. And so now I can see that it plays a role in my life bigger than I thought. Yeah. I feel like anxiety you really know when you have it when it stops you from doing normal life things. Yes. Like just talking to people. Like I had I used to have really bad social anxiety where I'd walk into a room and immediately I would just think everyone hates me. They're all looking at me. Like I would be thinking yes. their thoughts about me and <laughs> yes. I would just shrink into a corner and like I would just want to disappear. And it's really sad because I think how many opportunities did I miss out on? Because of things that that I probably would have had a great time and I could have made Mm -hmm. so many friends and I could have done this and I could have done that. But it was like this fear and this, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah, I remember when I was in like middle school, I would go on these mission trips to Mexico with my church and I – don't really think I had ever thought about the cartel much. Like I hadn't really watched movies about it. I like I knew it existed. But when I got older, my mom and dad were like, yeah, we were like scared to send you because you were all alone going to Mexico with these this group of people. Like we didn't – I didn't have a cell phone. I couldn't call them yeah. until I got to the <laughs> orphanage. So they oh, for weird. like 12 hours, they had no idea where I was or what I was doing. And I look back on that now and I would never do that. I would never yeah. send my kid and I would never go under those circumstances without a cell phone or without being able to contact anyone. Like I would do yeah. it now like because I have a phone, but I would be anxious the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how it really develops as you get older because when you're a kid, you, th- I guess you think about it, but it just gets so much worse as you get older too. Yeah. I think There's because you're able- anxious about. Yes. And you're able to like <laughs> rationalize well, you yes. think you're rationalizing, but it's irrational. You're just driving yourself mad. But you can like come up with these scenarios that are far mm-hmm. more complex. No matter how <laughs> crazy they, they might they seem, are. they feel so real and they like they cause fear. Yeah, like when we were going to Bali, it was the longest flight I had ever was ever about to do. Like what, twenty hours? Twenty. Uh-huh. The whole trip was twenty four hours, and we had a layover. Oh my god! And I was so scared the night before. The whole, and I was like, <laughs> even telling Trevor, I was like, I think I shouldn't go. I have a really bad feeling about it. I think something's gonna happen. Uh-huh. He was like, You're crazy. And the whole time I was thinking in my head, it was like around the time the Malaysia Airlines flight disappeared. Oh, that's right. And I was like, What if that happens? Like, yeah. and I would have missed out on that amazing trip if I had been too scared and like actually canceled and not gone. It is upsetting to think about how many times I did cancel on things (laughs) 
when I shouldn't have just because I thought worst case scenario, what if this happens? Mm -hmm. And I remember that I would always say things like that. And I remember my dad had said to me one time, what if great things happen? Yeah. What if the best possible thing happens? Why don't you consider those? But no, it's way easier to think worst case scenario, worst, (laughs) worst case. Literally, what is the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen? That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's what I dwell on. I think this is a really great topic for our podcast because it's undecided and anxiety plays a huge role in decision-making. I was even doing research before this episode because I wanted to be equipped with knowledge. (laughs) And um, it was funny because they even did, researchers did this experiment with rats. I'm not going to go too far into it because I don't explain or I don't understand fully all the science behind it. But basically they came to the conclusion that when you have anxiety, you're literally unable to make good decisions because Mm. you're overcrowding the logical part of your brain. Right. When you do that, you can't reason like you can't reason and you can't see all of the outcomes as they truly are. So you end up making decisions that are really not great. Yeah. So an example for me of when I made a really not great decision when I was extremely anxious is when I was in Africa on a work trip, I had a difficult group with me. And overall, a very like stressful time because I was away for two weeks in Kenya outside of Nairobi. And the night we got there, there was a terrorist attack in Nairobi. And luckily, we had left a few hours before. So that was just like really scary to be in a different country away from your family. I was alone in my hotel room when I found out. And so that kind of set the vibe (laughs) for me for the trip. Yeah. It was really hard just being – I've never been that far away for so long without a family member or like a friend or anything. And so it was – this was the last leg of the trip and it was a difficult group. There were a lot of different personalities and the first day they got upset at me for a few different reasons that weren't – they were dumb reasons. Like it really made no Mm -hmm. sense. But during the time, I felt like I was genuinely getting attacked. And it was all just like I had barely slept the night before. We were on this tiny airplane and it was really scary being on that plane. And we had like just gotten there and it just like all came at me. And I managed to not cry at the table, but I later went upstairs and called like who the person who was considered my boss and just started crying. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I'm so, this is so stressful. Like I'm, it's so awful. Like just having a complete meltdown to mm-hmm. my boss. And what I should have done is I should have called my mom. Yeah. I should have cried to her and had a meltdown to her, taken a couple breaths and then called my boss. But mm-hmm. I was just, I felt like the everything was just crashing down around me and I was having yeah. like, the worst anxiety attack. I like, couldn't breathe. It was just like a bad decision I made in the split second to call that person instead of like, you know, I could have called my friend. I could have called my boyfriend. I could have called anyone yeah. else, literally. And I was so focused on how it affected me that I wasn't really mm-hmm. thinking of how I was going to affect the company or like the trip, you know, mm-hmm. like what I should have done looking back, I should have said, okay, I need 15 minutes by myself. I should have locked myself Mm -hmm. in the bathroom, called my mom or someone, cried and had a pity party, and then I should have taken five minutes and 
composed myself, gone back and and thought rationally. Like I should have should have called my boss after and figured out how we were going to fix it and like came up with some suggestions. But I just had a complete meltdown to her, which made me look really bad. And it affected my work because I wasn't getting hired to go on trips after that yeah. for a while. And that is like one of the biggest regrets I have like professionally is it was mm-hmm. not professional. Like she's not my mom. I have a mom mm-hmm. who I could call and mm-hmm. I blurred those lines a little bit because mm-hmm. it was such an anxious situation. I felt like I was like backed into a corner when really yeah. I could have easily gotten out of it. So that was like a really big one to me. And it happened like, I think it was three. I had just turned 24. So that Uh was, I guess, two years ago, like two years ago this January. Yeah. It's so hard though, because when you're in those circumstances, it's just like, yeah, you're just on overload and you just want to, it's like self-preservation. You just need to get out of the situation, but it's so hard. Like you said, to like, think about the situation outside of yourself. Yeah, and like rationally. It feels, like, it feels almost impossible. It really in the is. In the moment, it is. But now yeah. I think I have some like coping mechanisms where if I was back in that situation, I think I could get out of it better. But then yeah. again, you really never know because sometimes it just takes over your mind and you cannot think rationally. Yeah. I. <laughs> the one horrible decision that I made <laughs> when I had. <laughs> Horrible anxiety. I mean, this is like crippling. And bear in mind, at the time, if someone said, oh, do you have anxiety? I would have been like, no. (laughs) It was my first year at college. And (laughs) I was so (laughs) nervous, which that is normal. It's super normal to be nervous and anxious about a new situation. And starting college, I think, is one of those. Definitely. And I like to be very prepared ahead of time. So I even remember that before school had started, I got upset that my mom wouldn't <laughs> come with me to go walk around the campus more so that I could go find all my classes. Oh my God. I have totally done that. <laughs> and she was like, you're a psycho, but I needed to do that. Oh my gosh. So I didn't find this one class, but I thought, I know like the general area, I'll find it. So school starts and it's a politics class. And bear in mind, I was in this class with my brother. So I had a buddy. It's not like I was going alone. (laughs) You're going into a situation. (laughs) I had my brother, which is like someone that you're very comfortable with. Yeah. You would think that'd be a good enough safety blanket. Nope. The parking was a nightmare. And Mm -hmm. parking situations cause me to have very bad anxiety. If I can't find parking or there isn't parking, I get very easily stressed and Mm -hmm. like can't function. By the time that I was parked and ready to go in, we were so late and we walked in and everyone like looked at us and there wasn't a lot of seats. It was my worst nightmare. So fast forward yet again, I can't find parking. (laughs) I'm with my brother we're super late again. And my anxiety is so bad because I tell him we cannot go in there because everyone's going to look at us and everyone's going to stare at us and the teacher's going to make a comment again. And so he was like, well, do you want to just not go? Oh my God. <laughs> and he never, and it's funny because he didn't have anxiety about it. He just didn't want to go. Re- you didn't even I ended like- up failing the class, Logan. I because you couldn't find on my parking. transcript because I had too much anxiety about walking in the classroom late and finding parking. And to this day, I think about it, 
Like, are you psycho? Just go oh, to your freaking class. I know. <laughs> I know that feeling though when you're when you have a huge lecture and you know it's a full class and you get there a minute late and you're like, I have to be that person to scan the empty seat and look really confused mm-hmm. and everyone's just staring at you. Yes. No one really cares. Except and that's the thing. You think everyone does. And the other thing too is you would think if my anxiety was so bad about the parking that I would get there earlier. Yeah, for that. But every time it was almost as if like I was being tested <laughs> or something by it's the universe. Like Self sabotage. <laughs> I couldn't get parking. <laughs> you could have just left your house or wherever you were 15 minutes earlier. Uh, See, that's what I would do whenever I had a class like that. And my classes in general, I would leave. I I lived like I want to say 20 minutes away from my college. I would leave an hour before so that I could yeah. park. I would chill in the car for a second, then I meandered to the class, and I would always, always be the first person there because I did (laughs) not want to be that person who walked in. And if I had a class that was right after another class and it was like kind of far to get to, I would legit just leave early just to get to the other class early. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, the anxiety that I endured in that first semester with parking and getting to class on time, even if I was five minutes late, I was so scared of the kids in the class looking at me that I would rather take the F than go to that class late. And that is exactly what happened. You're kind of like, I mean, it's kind of worth it because no one looked at me. (laughs) That's how pathetic that was. But, and that's the thing is I didn't even realize at the time that's anxiety because yeah, that's not normal. No, Like just go to class. There are kids who just meander in 20 minutes late and they're like hey what up professor and yeah like that's so fine with them and then there's people like you who are that's like the worst case scenario people looking at me but then really if you think about it when you were in a class and a kid came in late did you stare at them the whole time no you would just I would just quickly glance and be like oh they're late but I wouldn't think oh my god do you see who just walked? They no. are so late. I'm judging them. Like you never really did that to anyone. Yeah, yeah. I just. Ugh. It's that's weird. Ra- See, part. You can't rationalize it because no. then I. It's just overload. They're gonna look at me. The person's gonna look mm-hmm. at me. Everyone's gonna make a scene. I'm not gonna be able to get a seat. I'm gonna have to sit in the front. Yeah. Like all these negative things are running through my head that haven't I, happened, <laughs> and that will never happen. No. So what I want to talk about next is because I think this is different for everyone, are our triggers that cause our anxiety. My favorite and word, so, trigger. Yeah, I get triggered real easily. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that our triggers are probably quite different, even though mm-hmm. some of them I'm finding right now are the same. <laughs> well, yeah, that was definitely a fear of mine. But I think the difference is I would have still gone in because I that F would not have been worth it to me. I would have oh, – yeah died if I got an F. What's even worse is one of my uh, classes, it was English when I was like a sophomore in college and it was at 8 a.m. and I loved early classes, but sometimes I struggled to get there on time. This teacher, the first day, didn't warn anyone, didn't send an email. She locks the door at (gasps) 8.01 and I got there Eight oh three, and the door was locked. No, and I was like, "Huh?" (laughs) Jiggling it, and I was like, "Am I in the right? Am I in the right building?" 
And oh, I was gosh. like jiggling it more and more and more and more. <laughs> and then I was knocking and I was standing you there knocked? like- knocked? Oh my gosh, I would have never knocked. knocked. I, I would have never knocked. I was because I looked at my phone. I was like, "This is the room," and I, so I knocked. And then she like waited a couple minutes and opened the door. And she was like, "You're late. I locked the door at eight oh one. This is your one chance to come in. You will never be able to come in after it's locked ever again." And I was like, and the whole class was just staring at me. I was like, <gasps> "I would have left." Okay, and I, I walked in and I <laughs> took a seat and I was like shaking in my boots. <laughs> Logan, no, I was never late. I would have walked up to that class, jiggled the handle once, been like, it's locked. This is weird. There's no way Literally. in hell that I would have knocked and gone in there. And it was so funny because like kids would always be late and they would be jiggling the doorknob and we would all be in there watching the doorknob jiggle. Oh. And she would she would look at us and look at it and then she'd be like, wonder how many times they're gonna do it before they realize they're not coming in here. And then if a kid oh did a little too gosh. much, she would open the door and be like, you're not welcome here. You're late. <laughs> Go home. Try better next time. She was so scary. And I was just like, oh. and I was never, ever, ever late to that class. I was always 15 minutes early. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, she terrifies me. I probably yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that class. Anyway, to go back to triggers, why don't you go first? Because I need to think about – I have one in mind, but I need to think of my other ones. Yeah. I have probably more than this, but (laughs) these are like the main things that like really get to me. First and foremost, (laughs) social interactions slash appearance because they're related. Which is funny because I never would have thought that of you because you're always like so outgoing – to people you first meet, in my opinion, you are. Yes. Where I can be a little bit cold and bitching it, like kind of bitchy, but you're always so nice because I would have never thought that was like a trigger for you. So I think that this is a thing. Once I'm there, talking mm-hmm. to people is easy for me. So like once I'm in the situation yeah. and I have to socialize and I have no problem doing it, but it's the, like when someone invites me to do something, mm. my immediate thought is, where are we going? Who's going to be there? What are we doing? How much is it going to cost? Like I go through all of these questions of, can I afford it? Should I go? Am I going to have fun? Am I going to know somebody? Mm-hmm. And what do I wear? Do I have the right outfit for this? Or like, do I have enough time to get ready? And <laughs> all of that stuff causes me so much stress that most of the time I'd rather just not go. But that's really sad because when I'm there, I have a great time and yeah. I am, I can socialize just fine, but it's almost like that the thought of going beforehand, oh my gosh, causes me so much stress. That makes sense because you are always like very frantic before we go anywhere. Yes, because or, like even when you go on your trips with the mm-hmm. magazine, the amount of stress that I would be in before those trips, <laughs> I would have to make literally a spreadsheet of what outfits I'm going to wear. I would have to <laughs> research, and I'm not kidding, research who's going, how's the yep. sleeping situation, me not knowing that stuff or knowing who's going to be there. Oh my gosh. I don't think I could do it. I don't even think I could go. That is so funny. It's the buildup for you then. Yes. Because once I'm there, I'd have a great time. But the, yeah. oh, it's torture to get me there. Wow. That's so interesting because it's probably the opposite for me. But it does make sense because you used to bail on everything. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to get me there. Once I'm there, I'm fine. Yeah, but once you're there. Getting me there is... Or you'll notice too, like if we're even going to go to like, I don't know, we're going to go to dinner somewhere. 
where where are we going? What do yeah. I wear? What are you wearing? What are you wearing, Logan? What kind of shoes are you wearing? <laughs> How are you going to do your hair? <laughs> what you do too is we'll be going, going to the grocery store. I'll be like, oh, now you want to come to Whole Foods with me? And you're like, uh, I, I'm going to shower first. Or wait, should I shower after? Uh, should I wear a jacket? Like, what do I wear? I'm like, okay. we're going to Ralph's. <laughs> you see what <laughs> I shower. mean? I so that like- brings me... <laughs> To my second trigger, which maybe this is one and the same. I don't know. Preparedness. Like I remember one time I was like, I can't go to something. You would invite me to something. I can't go. I have work that day. And you're like, yeah, but you don't work till the afternoon. <laughs> and I remember thinking in my head, yeah, but I need time to get ready. I need time to do this. I need time to make the coffee. I need like, am I going to be prepared for work? I'm like really big on being prepared. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel prepared, it I feel like ill. Yeah. It's major. I can totally see that because you, I'll be like, oh, when, when are you working today? Oh, 3 p.m. And it'll be like 11 a.m. We're like, I'm going to start getting ready. I'm like, you've got four hours. What are I'm you doing? You. And it's something I wish sense, I could though. change because honestly, it's it's almost stressful living a life of like, of I don't know if I can go to that lunch because I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to, I have to walk my dog and do this and do this. And do, do, do. Am I prepared? Am I prepared? And it's even like perfect example. Just this week, my mom had texted me and was like, oh, your aunt's going to hire you to do her website for her. And I remember I read the text was like, oh, I haven't made a website in like a month. <laughs> she goes, oh, you should call her later and talk about it. I can't do this website. I'm not prepared. I don't even know what she wants. I don't even know. Like, it, And I was thinking, chill the F out, girlfriend. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's your aunt, for goodness sakes. <laughs> you just have to call her. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's- and when, when you had that interview at the studio... I remember it was like at 3 p.m. and you were like up at 8 a.m. like getting Logan. ready. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if you remember that I was Googling and practicing questions for like the week yep. in advance. I went and got a new outfit and I got two yes. backup outfits. And then you didn't even wear. You wore like pants from what you bought, but then you I wore, wore the other clothes already, from your closet. Yeah. Your closet. And I was like, what was the point? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like psycho. It's not easy living this life. <laughs> but it's not the worst thing because you're always usually on time. And once you're there, you're fine. It's not like the whole once experience is fine. like awful for you because you're yeah. like really good about like socializing and talking to new people and making them feel comfortable. Like you're totally fine. All yeah. That. Because I think what it is, is I psych myself out. So I think of like the worst possible case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that when I'm there, that dissipates because I'm like, oh, the worst possible case didn't happen. I'm fine. So then I'm able to have a great time. Yeah. It is so psycho. (laughs) It is so freaking psycho. (laughs) Oh my God. And then my last one. I have so many. I can't even decide between my last. No, read them all. Okay. Here. Financial stress causes me mm. majorly mm-hmm. because whenever I have financial stress, I get really weird because I start thinking in terms of 20s. Okay. Everyone's going to think totally, I'm psycho. No, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> so every time I'm thinking like, oh, four, four more 20s have just left, like – 
Yep. I start thinking in, in every little thing starts having dollar amounts throughout the day and it just I'm like dwell on it and I, it is like <laughs> instead of an object it's a dollar sign. Yes. And I just mm-hmm. everything that I look at and see and every everything that someone asks me to do and I get really like tense about it. Mm-hmm. So when someone will say like, "Oh yeah, let's just go, let's just go do something super simple." I'll think, "Oh my god, oh my god, how many 20s is that going to take? <laughs> like how much and it's crippling. It's like it's crippling anxiety over it. And yeah. And I need to learn. Like, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, stop freaking out. So that I think huge. that's probably like one of the major things for people because we yeah. were never taught how to handle money in school, even college. You're really not taught about it unless you're in finance. Even then, they teach you about like big banks and not personal finance. Yeah. So when you're yeah. out in the real world, you really just don't know anything. And then my last one, which you will totally get this one because you <laughs> see this in me every day. It's confrontation and like this fear of like letting people down or confronting yes. people. This fearing that I'm not prepared enough or something all plays into that. Like, are they going to, what are they going to think of me? And am I going to let them down? Am I going to be like mm-hmm. what they expect me to be? That one is so major for me that I would rather stay silent and just like suffer than confront or talk to somebody about You're literally anything. putting their needs over yours. Oh, always. Oh, Which always. kills me when you do it because I'm just like, I, I, I quit your job for you and Randall Ray. <laughs> I literally, I called in to Natalie's hostessing job because the manager was being a bitch and they were like, not going to make you a waitress or something. And like, it was just like pointless for you to work there. And I was like, you need to quit and find a new job. And you were like, I, I can't quit. And I was like, give me the phone. I'll quit for you. My fear of letting that manager down and having her think less of me because I was quit- She was is so, so strong. Logan, I would have, <laughs> I'd probably still be working there if you didn't you quit You probably would. <laughs> She was so mean to you. I was like, why deal yeah. with it? Quit. It's and so, so I <laughs> literally called and I was like, hi. I will never Natalie forget. Mike. Like, yeah, um, I quit. <laughs> and I don't I even think I gave a reason. Like, I remember looking at you like, wow, I can't believe <laughs> you just did that with no emotion. You didn't even apologize for it. I don't even think I gave a reason. <laughs> it was just like. Yeah, I'm not coming in. <laughs> oh, and yeah, and I remember thinking, wow, that was so badass. I have such a fear of letting people down that I would just rather not do it. Or, yeah. Yeah. How I get through the day, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're still here. Still, I'm still here. Still, so <laughs> still hustling. <laughs> so, anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about your triggers. Okay, so. One of my biggest ones is small talk. That weird meeting them for the first time, like meeting someone and having to do that small talk and uh-huh. <laughs> like getting to know someone is uh-huh. very like anxiety driven for me because uh-huh. I've never been good at small talk ever. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a little bit better. I've like literally have Googled good small talk questions, like how to get to know someone. I have, I've Googled it because when I started going on these trips, I had to like interact with a bunch of people. I don't know. It's literally what you do. It's literally what I do. And I'm still not great at it. 
I am just always like, hmm, what should I talk to them about? Like, should I ask them about themselves? But then I mm. remember I would listen to I listened to this podcast and they were like, well, people love to talk about themselves. So when you first meet something, meet someone, have them talk about themselves. Mom was like, oh, I don't want to bother them. Like, oh, do they think I'm weird that I'm asking all these questions? Yeah. In, re- in reality, it's perfectly normal. But for yeah. me, it's just like I'm always – I'll ask someone something and then in my head while they're answering, I'm thinking of, oh, what else should I talk to them about? Like, well, what if there's an awkward silence? And I'm always just like thinking about how it will go and I'm not like just Uh talking to them, if that makes sense. Interesting. And I – like when I was younger in high school too, I think – why I had such a weird time in high school is because I literally just wouldn't talk to people I didn't know. I just Uh wouldn't do it. Like I would sit next to someone new in class and I would never speak a word to them unless they (laughs) spoke to me first. I Uh never talked to anyone and I was just completely (laughs) silent. Like people would joke about like my ex's family would joke that I was like his shadow and that I was like a mute because Mm -hmm. I just – wouldn't say anything. I think the first year that I knew you, like year, mm-hmm. I don't, we barely spoke. <laughs> I don't think we really got to know each other until like two or three years after <laughs> we met. <laughs> because I think you and I are similar in like, because you're, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to bother her. Yes. So like, you would I never don't wanna... ask me, you would never ask me to hang out, but that yeah. I wouldn't do it because I would just never do that. That was something I would never do. Uh-huh. And that's the reason Alex and I became such good friends so fast because she would just be like, hey, you want to come do this? And I'd be like, okay. And uh-huh. she would just like always be talking. And yeah. It was <laughs> she so is easy. a talker. She's a talker. It does work. Yeah. But then she'll genuinely be interested in you and like your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. So it was that good mix of like – she would always just fill a silence with something and just keep talking and talking. And then yeah. I would then she'd ask me, like, oh, so how how are you doing with this? And I'd be like, Oh, she remembered that. Yeah. And then she would always just be like, Hey, do you want to come over and watch the bachelor on Monday? Hey, do you want to go to do this? Do you want to do this? I don't think I've ever asked her to hang out. She just wow. like always asked me to. And I would just be like, Yeah. So I think that was why it took so long for us to get to know each other because neither of us asked no. each other still to this day. When I wasn't living with you, you never asked me to hang out. I would always ask you because you'd be like, I don't want to bother her. You don't want to make the plan because you don't know if you're scared that I won't like the plan or like something weird. When people first meet me, I think they have the impression that I'm – I thought you didn't like me in the very beginning. People are scared of me a little bit. Yes. I think I don't (laughs) like them and that Uh. – oh, because I have resting bitch face when my face is (laughs) – not when I'm just like normal, I look like I want to kill you. <laughs> so I look like I'm having the worst time and that I'm not interested in anything you have to say. So I always like have to think in my head too when I first meet people, smile, Logan, smile. When I first oh walk in, smile, smile, <laughs> look like you're having a great time. I literally have to uh, think about that because I used, I think I used to make the worst first impressions. I think everyone in my high school probably thought I was a bitch and that I hated them, which <laughs> I might have, but, <laughs> you know. But that has always been a wow. big 
anxiety thing for me, meeting people for Small the first talk. time. And then I think another one, yeah. I'm not very – here's the thing. I'm not very go with the flow, mm-hmm. but I will just pick up and go on a trip and just like – Which is two wild. days before. Yes. But I am a control freak. And I like to know <laughs> when I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat that day, what time am I going to eat? If I'm going to go anywhere in the morning, if I have to be somewhere at 8 a.m., I will wake up at 5.30 so that I can have my morning, I can mm-hmm. drink my coffee, do my routine. Like I like to have a routine. Mm-hmm. And when my routine gets interrupted, mm-hmm. I like spiral. Uh-huh. Like if my alarm doesn't uh-huh. go off and I have to leave in 20 minutes, I'm like oh, – my whole day is ruined. My whole day is completely yeah. ruined. And it's not even that I'm mm-hmm. anxious about one thing. It's just like, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, well, what am I going to do now? And I start thinking ahead in five, what's going to happen in five hours when I'm going to have dinner? Oh my God, am I going to have time to like do this, this, and this, and this? Like the things that mm-hmm. don't matter. I am like very anal and like a control freak. But then again, mm-hmm. I can just like I can go on a trip with a two-day no- two notice and not know where I'm going to be or who I'm going to be with. So it's weird. It's like my daily life, if it gets interrupted, my plans get interrupted, I'm like spiraling. But when it comes to just like picking up and going on a trip, like I'm totally fine. And I, yeah. like, and I, I don't know the itinerary. I don't know when I'm going to eat, but I'll just do it. Yeah, and that it's surprises weird. me that you're so good at those trips. I know. But you are. It's funny to me also that like you don't like canceled plans. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> well, because then I'm like, wow, really? You just canceled on me? Because I just prepared my whole day for this and now you've ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> You're like, thank God. I didn't want to go anyway. But then again, like, I will wish that plans would get canceled. But then Mm -hmm. if they do, I'm kind of like, oh, well, yeah. what do I do now? I don't know. It's just this weird thing because I'm such a control freak. Like, you know, when we were in New York, I was like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this. We're going to have – Which is helpful. We're going to go here for an hour and then we're going to go walk here for 20 minutes and then we're going to spend an hour here. But don't spend too much time because we have to go here. Like, I like have this whole plan. You know what I noticed too is – this is why I always call you mom – Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, because when we'll be doing something, you're very prepared. Like even when we went on a beach day. Oh my God. Yeah. If I were going on a beach day, I would like literally grab <laughs> a towel and that's it. And you were like, okay, well I have Aperol spritzes and I have snacks if we get hungry. <laughs> oh no, because I'm <laughs> thinking. that we can open later. And I'm thinking, wow, if anything happens at the beach, <laughs> we are set. <laughs> Prepared. I got plates. I got forks. Because what if I want to use a plate for my watermelon? Yeah. But I'm not even – yeah, it's weird. I'm like thinking too much in the future sometimes. Like, oh, uh-huh. but I need to be more – chill like if plans change yeah I need to not be so upset another one of mine would be actually finance too but I think like what makes me anxious about finance is the future of my finances I'm always so worried that I don't have enough saved Mm -hmm. that I'm just like always thinking about it in the back of my head like what number do I have in my bank account right now oh is that gonna be okay like oh I need to save more I need to save more Mm mm-hmm 
because I was in credit card debt. I don't want to get back there. And I'm so anxious of like not having enough in the future. Like I'm always thinking like, God, am I going to have money when I retire? Like when should I retire? Like what what if I, what if I don't have this job in two years? Like what am I going to do? Like Mm -hmm. it's always that like future thinking. It's not even like right now that I'm anxious about. It's like the future of what's Mm -hmm. in my bank. I feel like those are it. I can't think of another. I know one that stresses you. Oh, what? You have – I don't know what it's called. It's like um, – gosh, I don't know what type of anxiety it's called. But I'll give you examples. Like when there's an earthquake or like oh. environmental things, when looting was happening in Los Angeles, <laughs> like environmental – Yes. I'm scared of things I cannot control. Because yes. when I'm in an earthquake, I can't stop it. I can't go anywhere. Like there's literally mm. nowhere and nothing you can do. Same when all the looting was happening. Like I was mm. so scared it was going to come near us. And I'd be like, well, what if someone tries to break in? Like we don't have – I don't have a – like how do I defend mm. myself? Because I can't control mm. the situation. Like I can't get away from it yeah. because it's just there. And like weather – and natural disasters are one of my worst fears because I, I just have never been in a crazy one. Like I've never been in a hurricane. I've been in earthquakes mm. and those – I literally woke up screaming during <laughs> one at 4 a.m. And you weren't there in the apartment. So he was underneath uh, us. I literally woke up screaming because I have to take out my contacts when I sleep. So I can't yeah. see anything. Ugh. And just like – everything is rumbling and moving and I was just like screaming and crying and you just can't go anywhere like I was like do I go down the stairs but it happens Uh, so quick that you don't really have time to think about it all I can think about is just like the terror you feel yeah and that like goes back to like the control thing like I need to be in control if I can't control the situation Uh then that's like like when people cook for me I I cannot. Oh, and <laughs> I know <laughs> if you make me eggs, it's going to be the most anxious thing for me because I know you're not making them right. And I can see you're not making them right. And I just want to go in there and be like, okay, let me uh-huh. do it. So when people like in this, I restaurants are fine, but when it, the fact that it's going on and I can see it, yeah. Is what really drives me crazy because I'm very yeah. particular about how I yeah. like things. And if it's done the wrong way and I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Because <Yeah. laughs> I'm a control freak. Uh, so those are my yeah. So basically this entire episode was us explaining why we're psycho and mm-hmm. <laughs> why you shouldn't be friends with us. And if there's any uh, psychiatrists <laughs> out there listening, <laughs> feel free Wanna to send us on? our diagnosis. <laughs> Tell us what we are. What is the fear of natural disasters called? (laughs) Yeah, because we need help. (laughs) But I think there is a difference between fear and anxiety because I think – True. Fear can come from anxiety and maybe vice versa. But I think the biggest difference is that anxiety literally limits you from doing everyday things. Yeah. Like going – I would never – ever come to Florida during hurricane season because I would be too anxious that I would be caught in the hurricane. Like I can, you will never mm. catch me down here during uh-huh. hurricane season. And even like if my parents were down here, 
I'd be so anxious for them because like, I'm just like wondering what if this happens? What if that happens? So I think that's like a big difference between fear and anxiety. Maybe it's not like professionally, but in my opinion, I think that's like a big difference. The things that I'm anxious about definitely keep me from doing day-to-day things. Yeah. Like hinders your everyday life. There are things that I struggle with every day because I mean, being nervous, be getting ready and being nervous to go to your first job interview. Like, okay, that makes sense. Like you're nervous. But like being nervous that you have to like go to the post office and like, what are you going to wear to the post office? Okay. That's, that's not normal. And like, if it stops you from going, like it stopped you from going to class, that's not normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's normal for people, but that's not just like, you know, being a little nervous. Yeah. That's, that's anxiety. Yes. And how this plays into being undecided. Maybe now this gives you insight into why we are undecided about some of the things that we're undecided about. Well, yeah. And I think anxiety has a lot to do with big life decisions, like moving somewhere, like you're anxious and scared to move. So maybe you like you get a job offer and you don't take the job offer because you're too anxious to move somewhere new. If I was anxious back then about moving somewhere new, I probably would have never moved to LA because I didn't know anyone. Mm. I didn't have any friends. My family wasn't there. I just moved there. It probably would have stopped me if I had been like anxious about it, but I wasn't. I was like so excited about it. But that's a really big trigger for people is going somewhere new and not knowing a single person. But I just think, look how amazing things can happen when you overcome anxiety Mm -hmm. like that or when you overcome your fears. Yeah. So if you get anything out of this episode, I think that would be it that you're, first of all, you're not alone, that we all have everyone things that, yeah, things that make us feel anxious, but also that when you overcome it, great things can happen. Definitely. And I think in the future we should do, we'll do an episode about dealing with anxiety and like coping with it. And I think it'd be good if we had like an expert. uh, Yeah. An expert come on because we all deal with it in different ways and some of them probably are not healthy (laughs) and there are better ways to deal with it. Definitely just know that you're not alone and this is a very anxiety inducing time and it's completely yes to having yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and please go leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Subscribe wherever you are listening And if you want to catch us on Instagram, it's at the undecided podcast where you can find clips of the show and everything coming up. So please Mm -hmm. go give us a follow and comment about one of your triggers of anxiety. We would love to help us feel less crazy. Yeah, we're not crazy. We're normal. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what what triggers you because I want to know. I really want to know. Me too. And that's all we have for you. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.